Hey guys, welcome to The Extra Mile. My name is Tulana Majake and I am your host for this podcast. Um, thank you so much to all the people who listened to episode one. This is episode two and I hope that you know you guys are going to stay with me on this journey. I hope that this second episode will just hook you all the more and I hope that you'll have a great time. Um, so today I wanted to talk to you guys about something that has been on my heart since the beginning of the year. Um, it's like almost mid-February now when I'm shooting this video and you know since January this year I have really literally since the first day I have been praying asking God to just teach me how to redirect my creativity um, just to teach me how to use it for his glory and to honor his name and last year I felt was sort of a dry season for me in terms of creativity where every little thing that I tried to do that was creative I sort of felt a blockage I felt like my I felt like the blockage was because my intentions were not right that every time I wanted to create I was not doing it for the right reasons so coming into the new year I really prayed to God and I asked him like Lord show me what it's like to be a creative in the kingdom of God I want to continue using the gifts that you've given me but I want to use them for your glory so we're basically talking about how creativity belongs to god the spirit of creativity is god's spirit that sounds cool <laughs> so let's just get into it so in exodus 31 we experience an exchange between god and moses where god is telling moses about bezalel so god is telling moses that i have chosen this po this person his name is Bezalel son of Uri grandson of this person you know that whole shebang in the bible and God is basically telling Moses this is the guy that I've chosen to design and build the tabernacle and the tabernacle was the place where God's presence was to dwell this is where the holy of holies was where he went to do no, sorry about that that's my neighbor Okay, <laughs> where the priests went to do, um, to make offering so that people's sins can be forgiven for the year, basically where they made atonement. Um, so then he tells Moses that I'm giving him all of these skills. I'm just going to um, basically read it for you. Quickly, God basically says, he says, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Ur of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. So basically he's saying, I filled him with the spirit of God for him to do what? Right? And uh, what is what is he going to do with the spirit of God? He's going to have wisdom, great wisdom. He's going to have abilities and he's going to have expertise in all kinds of crafts. So basically God is saying, I'm giving this guy my spirit and he's basically going to be creative and able and wise. He's going to be able to put this thing together. He's going to be able to put this place where people are going to come to atone, to sacrifice, to basically have a meeting place with me. I am giving this guy that ability and I'm giving it to him by giving him my spirit. So basically then the author of the devotion is basically bringing out am i saying basically a lot 
I'm going to try to not say basically a lot. Um, so what he's saying is he's noting that the first person in the Bible to be filled with the spirit of God, the first just ordinary person who gets filled filled with the spirit. So not someone who gets in the presence of God, but someone who's actually filled with the spirit of God is a creator. So this for me, it validated the fact that God really, really has made us in his image and in his likeness. He has really the same way that he created the heavens and the earth. He's put that ability in us as creatives. And so I put myself in Bezalel's shoes and I urge every single person who's a creative, who's an artist that has listened to this message to put yourself in Bezalel's shoes and sit back and actually reflect and think, what are the creative things that I have done so far? What milestones have I reached and could I have done it on my own? People talk about creative genius a lot and they say, oh, this person has a creative genius. You're either born with it or you're not, that whole thing. But if you sit and you think about it, you will realize that there's a higher power behind your creativity. And what's happening um, in the world today is it's it's almost as if the industry or people in the high places in the industry are trying to convince artists that they don't have creativity with God, that they have to leave God behind in order to unlock their creative potential or that they have to create content that is opposed to God or that opposes the word of God in order for it to move in the world. And, you know, we have to realize that being in a society that sometimes flourishes on things that don't align with God doesn't necessarily mean that we have to conform to that, especially as creators, that sometimes we want to appease people and we want to create things that appeal to other people to the point that we actually stop expressing our creativity we start to dilute the creativity that god has given us so that other people can accept it and then we wonder why a lot of creatives end up in drugs and drug addiction a lot of creatives commit suicide some of the most creative minds in the world passed away in the most horrific ways because they were unhappy and you know the bible says that the gifts of god bring with them no sorrow that doesn't mean there won't be any hardships in life but once your gift starts burdening you to the extent where you're in a constant pull of sorrow you have to now look back into that and wonder what have i sacrificed what have i sacrificed that is god or that is of god in order for my gifts to flourish and then stop stop sacrificing god out of all the things in the world that we sacrifice even in the workspace a lot of people wouldn't dare miss a day of work but when it comes to keeping the sabbath and keeping it holy we don't do that and god commands us in his word to keep the sabbath whenever there's something to be sacrificed we always choose the things of god to sacrifice why do we do that why do we do that we need to stop doing that because at the end of the day god is the one who created us he created us in his image in his likeness and he made it in such a way that like he made us in such a way that we can understand ourselves by understanding him and when you read the word it says in 
in the beginning, God created. That's who God is. In his core, God is a creator. Before the Bible ever tells us any other trait about God, it tells us that God is a creator. In today's terms, he's a creative. God is an artist. God saw a blank canvas and he created the heavens and the earth. You and I, the animals, the trees, just all these beautiful things that surround us was a blank canvas at some point. And that same God has given us his image and his likeness. He has put his spirit of creativity in us. Same way that he did to Bezalel. As creators, we have to acknowledge that there is a higher power and it is the spirit of God that allows us to be the creatives that we are. So basically with today's episode, I'm urging you as a creative, as someone who is an artist, who like your life revolves around creativity, whatever the field is, I'm here to urge you to stop putting God aside. I'm here to urge you to stop using your gift to serve the world And when I say the world, I don't necessarily mean the people because obviously we come in service as Christians, as believers. But when I say to serve the world, I mean, don't make the ways of the world be the terms you create under. Don't say, okay, people like this and people like this. People in the world would love this. This would move. This would do this. And then you base your creativity on that because firstly, it starts to lack authenticity, but secondly, it starts to violate the word of God. It starts to ignore God. And is it that what a lot of us do? This is what I used to do. I used to go and use the gifts that God has given me and be as creative and feel in my heart and say like, say with my lips that I'm this, these are the gifts God has given me and I'm going to use them to the fullest and everything. But then I would know in my heart that God doesn't approve of this. That it's great. It, it, it's open doors, it's opportunities, but it does not please God. The way I'm using this gift does not please God. The things I'm portraying as I'm using this gift does not please God. So then at the end of the day, I start to be miserable. I start to be a miserable creative. And don't think when I'm speaking about misery, I'm speaking of hardship. I'm not speaking about the hard days of putting in the work. I'm not speaking about the tens and tens of hours that you're putting into rehearsing, practicing, perfecting your craft. I'm not talking about that. We have to go through that. I'm speaking about finishing your art piece and looking at it and feeling no joy. That you feel like when you step into your creative character, you have to pretend to be someone else in order to be happy in that character. And Personally, in my personal revelation, in the revelation of my personal life, I've come to the conclusion that in order for me to fully flourish in my creativity, in order for me to not hate my creativity, I have to look back to God and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do with this gift? What will please you and serve you? 
how can I use this gift in a way that adds to your kingdom? To look and say, God, I couldn't have done this without you. It is impossible to be this creative without your influence. Realizing that the devil has tried to convince the world that you have to leave God behind. He's tried to convince people that creativity belongs to him. And it doesn't. It belongs to God. So seek God for yourself personally. And if you want to dive deeper into Bezalel's story, go read Exodus 31. And, you know, go read as far as many chapters as you need to, to complete his story, to understand that God has a way. He has a way. He's got resources. And he's ready to give the people he appoints and chooses those resources in order for them to be creative, to use their creativity, to bring people close to him, to introduce people to him, not to take them further away. So uh, in a nutshell, guys, that is all I have to say. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to share with you guys, um, that creativity does belong to God and you do not have to put God aside in order for your creative genius to step out to flourish actually it's quite the opposite if you put God ahead you will start to see within yourself the characters of God enabling you to do way more than what the human limitations allow us to do embrace God embrace him Learn more about him and realize that, you know what, in this blank canvas that is my personal life, the same way God could bring the universe to existence, he has given me that same spirit. And then move and do great exploits and give honor and glory to God, to your creativity. And you will see how your creativity will start bringing you peace and joy. Instead of feeling like it's taking from you, you will start to feel it pouring in. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and viewing if you are watching this on YouTube. And I hope that you guys have been inspired for lack of a better word. I hope that you can sit with this word and really simmer on, let it simmer in. Um, think about it for your personal life. Remember to do that reflective work of looking and seeing what are the areas in my life? What is a creative part of my life that I haven't surrendered to God? How am I using my creativity and am I using it to please God? And not just my intent, but at the end of the day, the work that I produce does the work on a God. Not just me as a person, but my creativity does it give glory to God. Thank you, guys.